All right, Astros fans, there is a press conference tomorrow at noon. Or if you're watching it tomorrow, Wednesday, it is today at noon. And it is expected that the Astros are going to announce that Dusty Baker is your new manager, well, new old manager of the Houston Astros. And why would you not invite him back, especially after what he did with this uh, 2022 team? And Bob Nightingale says that also James Click is going to be offered a one-year deal. But James Click is over in Vegas saying, uh, yeah, I'm going to be in Vegas. I didn't even know about the meeting. And uh, we're still talking, so I don't know what you're talking about, Bob. So we'll talk about this and more on this edition of the Locked On Astros podcast. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. You find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me at H. John Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Positive. I love that we're world champions. Always Stros. All right, guys, thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube, make sure you go ahead and keep on subscribing and uh, get us to 6,000. Then from 6,000 subscribers, let's get to 10,000 and keep the train going just like the Astros are doing. And make sure you make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you make your, your listen to your podcast, make the Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day. So if you're listening to Mama Bear, Mama Bear is saying that Mark Berman is saying that um, that James that it, the press conference is most likely only about Dusty Baker, and then you have Papa Bear, who is Bob Nightingale, saying, "Oh yeah, the Astros are going to announce that it's going to be Dusty Baker and James Click, uh, both getting a um, a deal for 2023." So. I would go with the mama bear who knows the Astros a little bit better, who has a little bit more connections. And I hate to say this, but how many times has Bob Nightingale been right? Yeah, exactly. Now, hold on. Let me get this right. You're calling Mark Berman mama bear. Did you run this by Mark Berman to see if he's okay with being mama bear? That's an interesting choice of words and an analogy that you use there. But you're right, um, Bob Nightingale, um, he does swing and miss a few times. But, you know, these guys are really at the behest of the people that give them information, you know. Um, not that not that I've ever received anything earth shattering, but I've heard things that have come true and I've heard things that were so far from the truth never happened. And so right now it's speculation. And, you know, I was I was talking to one friend before we before we came on the air and we were talking about like, what the heck is going on with James click? Like, like what could be holding this back and who is it that they could possibly be looking at replacing him with if he's not coming back, because there's not a huge market out there. You and I are trying having a hard time finding free agents that are really have a place to go, Eric. And um, we can get to that here in a second, but I think we focus on dusty Baker. Um, it is well documented on video um, that I, throughout the season, struggled with my love for Dusty and his 
bullpen moves or roster moves, but it all worked out in the end. And I'm always willing to eat crow at the end of the day. And if I'm wrong on something, I'm wrong on something. But something that I'm convinced of, Eric, with this clubhouse and with these players is that Dusty Baker is the right guy to bring back. Why would you bring somebody else in and who are you going to bring in? I mean, you're not going to bring a fired manager. You're not going to bring a manager that has been out of the game for a while. You're not going to pull someone like a Francona or someone like that to the ball club. And so why would you go elsewhere? And I know everybody says Espada. I I just think they're dead set on not putting Espada in that managerial role because they let him interview with other teams, probably knowing that if Dusty won, that Dusty would be their guy, their go-to person. Joe Espada is the only other person I could see sitting in that managerial seat, Eric. So I I really, this is, this is what I wonder. If the Astros run it back and they win a second title back-to-back, mm-hmm. does Dusty Baker sign another one-year contract? <laughs> well, here's the deal. And I forget who tweeted this. It was an Astros fan. And you can tag us if you listen to the show because I would totally give you credit. They said, watch the Astros win six World Series in a row and Dusty Baker and James Click do it all on one-year contracts, back-to-back-to-back. Like, break a record, six straight one-year contracts, and they win. I mean, it it just it goes to show that as fans, as commentators, even as insiders, which we are not, like the Bob Nightingales, you never really know what's going on. And to me, it signals a lot that James Click is in Vegas, that he didn't know about the meeting, that he's not invited to the meeting, that it is about Baker. Because as of October 31st, James Click is not under contract with the Houston Astros. James Click technically didn't have to show up to the parade. Of course, he wasn't not going to show up to the parade. But he's not an employee or under contract with the Houston Astros. I, I just find it odd that there's so much ambiguity about him coming back. And the arguments I hear for not bringing him back don't make sense to me. Because like someone said here, the bullpen is his. I mean... Montero trade that was his puppy and yes Vasquez and Mancini came over but Mancini contributed in the World Series whether you like him or not um Christian Vasquez filled a spot here and there where Maldi needed to start but this is what makes me wonder and and maybe this is for another show Eric if you knew that Maldonado had a broken hand for three months why didn't Vasquez get more playing time well, because Dusty Baker really likes Maldonado and Maldonado was able to play with it. It didn't really limit his catching and didn't really limit anything there. And I just th- think he felt the defensive ability of Maldonado was more important. And it goes back to old school Dusty Baker. And that could be some of the conflict between him and James Click and the reason why they uh, they just don't feel like maybe they click together. But definitely, um, I, I do see... There's a chance that James Click comes back, but for the the sole reason of the fact that this team just won a World Series, James Click, yes, most of the people that are were in place for this World Series were the product of Jeff Luno. But if you go ahead and look at what Click did do, he did upgrade this bullpen. He did try to make some additions at the trade deadline. Dusty Baker didn't fully use those players. I know that Mancini didn't really do what he's supposed to do, but uh, Dusty Baker has a 230 and 154 record as the manager of the Houston Astros. He took over during the hardest time 
where everybody was be critiquing, criticizing the Astros. And they did that partially because of the reason why uh, the fact that they knew that he's dealt with Barry Bonds before the Barry Bonds uh, steroid scandal. And he's dealt with this before. So you wanted somebody old school and that's what you got. Yes. We've heard about the, the struggles handled in bullpen, but I think this year in the playoffs, we saw a whole different Jesse Baker. Did he make some mistakes? Yes. But if you give him the, the weapons out of bullpen, we can see that he can manage it. Yes, he makes some weird moves like no Ryan Sanic a lot and not a lot, a lot of Hunter Brown, but I think that has to do with him being a rookie. But overall, you can't complain when you win a World Series. Yeah, exactly. And I think they're in safe hands. I think they would be in safe hands with anybody really at the helm. This team is so good. Remember, everybody, this episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Simply Safe Alarms are here to help you secure your home with home security. If you've been putting off security right now, Locked On Astros listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. That is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Here's why I love it I love it because I don't have to worry about people coming into my home or people knocking on the door or snooping in the snooping around my house without me knowing who is there and who is present. During the holidays, property crimes go up like burglaries, package thefts spike nationally. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Simply Safe was named the best home security system for 2022 by USA News and World Report a third year in a row. An emergency 24-7 monitoring agency uses fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe. They catch critical evidence and verify if the threat is real. 24-7 professional monitoring and cheaper, less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system, less than a dollar a day. Top-rated Simply Safe app helps you stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm and disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, and so much more. Do not miss this chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB today. That is their biggest savings of the year. So don't wait. Simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thoughts by Dusty. All right, so I'm not sure if you read this on the show yesterday, but I thought this was a good way to wrap up the Dusty Baker conversation. This was uh, him after winning uh, the, as a manager for the first time. It was sheer joy. I've always said before, if I win one, I'll win two. But you got to win one first. This one was hell to get to, but it's well worth it. I'm in a great city with great people, great fans, and I got a great ball club. That sounded like somebody who fully intended of coming back to play with the Astros. And earlier today, he said that, um, that he expects, he said, I'll be back, but we're working on it. It's as simple as that. And then later on in the day, we heard that the Astros be having a press conference and likely it's only going to be about Dusty Baker because James Click and his lieutenants are over in Vegas. So the question is, and I'm going to put it down here. 
what about James Click? What does this mean that's going on with him? Um, does that mean that he's not going to be offered a contract? And why is he in Vegas when he does his uh, contract expired on October 31st? Well, this is actually a common practice. Uh, like uh, Brian Cashman technically is now no longer the, uh, the GM of the Yankees, but he's in Vegas. So they're just waiting for his contract to be finalized. So while you are waiting for your new contract or for whatever to happen, you are currently representing your team. You're going to make decisions based on that team for now. I know that GM meetings, they don't really uh, do a lot. I know the winter meetings is when most of the action happens, but this is where you lay out the framework for, okay, this is what the Astros need. This is what we need to uh, get. We need a, we need upgrade possibly a first base. We need upgrade, maybe um, catcher. We need upgrade um, a center field. I don't know. We may need to upgrade at left field. Uh, unless Alvarez plays out there, we may need just upgrade at DH. So uh, this, this is kind of where the, the names just kind of get thrown around at the winter meetings, what you're looking for. So James Click is out there because at the moment, he knows the most about the Houston Astros. And so that's why he's out there. And it's not weird. At first, I thought, why is it weird? If you're a lame duck, why are you out there representing your Houston Astros? And so uh, he said that basically uh, when they asked him at Vegas, uh, he said, well, are you going to are you resigning with the Astros tomorrow? And he, he basically said that um, we are in discussions about the future. I'm not part of tomorrow's press conference. I didn't even know that there's a press conference until shortly before the meeting the reporters here in Vegas. So essentially he was not part of the discussion. Yeah. And, um, and Chandler Rome noted as well that he said James click was measured and professional for more than 20 minutes of uncomfortable questions. Most of which aren't his to answer. So basically what Chandler Rome is saying, he's painting a picture here saying that this isn't really a, James click quest. This is, this is Jim Crane, like Jim Crane, what are you going to do? But if you want to look at this team and you want to, you want to see what, I mean, Jim Crane has had a hand in this team, Eric. Um, Jim Crane has been the catalyst behind a lot of these decisions. And he is a successful version of Jerry Jones. You know, Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys loves to control everything and micromanage. That's why the Cowboys, sorry, Cowboys fans, are always mediocre in eight and eight or just one or two steps away from the Super Bowl because Jerry Jones can't keep his hands off of stuff. When Jimmy Johnson, let me, let me give you some history. When Jimmy Johnson had reached his apex of popularity and won those Super Bowls with the Cowboys in the 90s, the reason why Jimmy Johnson got fired by Jerry Jones is because Jimmy Johnson was more popular than Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones had an ego problem. That's where someone like Jim Crane separates himself from the elite owners in all the sports because he puts the right people in the in the right places, but he also has a baseball mind and can put people there without someone else making the decision for him. So James Click may want to go somewhere else where he has more control. I think Jim Crane has a ton of control, but Eric, I don't question his control of the ball club because of the what he's built from the ground up from the minor leagues to the coaching to the scouting, everything, Jim Crane has crafted and created an environment unlike any other. That's why the Astros are where they are. And yeah, we have some holes to fill. But coming back next year, a majority of our team is here. And whether Click is there or not, 
it's not going to make a difference to how many wins the Astros get, but you would like to know going into this, who's going to be your GM. I just think that the only name that I think would come close is Sig, Sig, Sigma Dell. I can't ever spit his name out right, but Sigma Dell is the assistant GM for Baltimore, and he's a Sabermetrics analyst for the Orioles, former NASA engineer, former Houston Astros employee. He's the only person I can think of that would come in and do anything. Stearns is not going to go away from Milwaukee because he's locked up for another year. So who else are you going to go get? It's either James Click or Sig, I think, at this point. Or is Jim Crane going to play GM? I think there's a bigger name out there we're not seeing. And so who knows what uh, Crane is thinking? I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I can't picture, I can't put it uh, pen to paper, but there may be somebody out there that, that they're kind of thinking, hmm, this would be a great fit for us. And they're looking for somebody that is willing to uh, do a little bit more than Click did. But I think Click, for the restraints he had, I think he did a great job. I think that he, the Wilson Contreras trade, if they would have uh, put that through, I think that would have helped them in the playoffs, especially at the DH spot but they still won the World Series. Yes, the Trey Mancini trade did not help much, and now we can see if the Astros do bring him back and if he well, wants to be uh, brought back for $10 million because his market value is $18 million. But if they had gotten Contreras, and Contreras had the man first for Yuli Gurriel or David Hensley or anybody else besides Trey Mancini, that play doesn't get made, and he totally built Buckner's that ball and changes the series. Right. So Trey Mancini did did put his mark on this World Series. He was not an impact bat in the right. playoffs, and he acknowledged that. I think, though, that Wilson Contreras coming into this clubhouse was a good read not bringing him in and nixing that trade because what Dusty Baker said, see, Dusty Baker's all about clubhouse chemistry, and he understands the culture. And, again, his pedigree, his past, what he's been through – Having to field the careers of guys like Barry Bonds and the controversy there, having to deal with, you know, arms that he that they claimed he overthrew them in Chicago, people he didn't use enough or shut down early in Washington to come to this point. I think he's learned every step of the way and become better. I think this version of Dusty is the version of Dusty that he's trying to been trying to get to his entire life, which goes to show that when you get punched and if you get knocked down, it's not whether you get punched, it's what you do when you get knocked down. And he's gotten up every time. So James Click, he's just in a precarious situation, Eric. It's It's got to be unfamiliar because you got brought in because Major League Baseball, I believe, forced Jim Crane's hand to get rid of Lunau and, um, and Hinch. I think that was an MLB four-seed move. I don't think Crane would have done that had someone not told him, you need to get rid of these guys. It will look good for your club. But Lunau has been talking a lot lately. He showed up in Adam Clanton's video. He's interacting with Yankees fans who want him in New York. I mean, you know, what is is Lunau going to find his way back into baseball? He may. And uh, it would be total, totally, I don't give a, you know what, if the Astros re-sign him. But I, I don't see them doing it. I think that would send the wrong message. If you oh, do no, that. I don't think they would. I'm just saying yeah. back in baseball in general. But, yeah. hey, I don't, I don't want to get us off topic because we got to talk about this. 
Hey, uh, what, one thing. Oh, um, what's yeah. your prediction? Does Click come back? Yes or no, real quick. Um, I, I, I do think Click comes back because I don't know who else you're going to go to. I, I just think there's a lack of resources out there unless you're going to go with like a Jim Bowden, which would be a terrible move. Um, but I'm just saying, like, there's literally no one out there unless you get some NHL GM that wants to come to baseball, which would make no sense. But, yeah, I, th- I think Click comes back. I think he comes back maybe on another one-year contract. I think it's a 50-50 chance, uh, actually, at this point that it happens. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see who's right. And I wasn't saying that the Contreras trade would have been the one and only trade. I think that they would still got Mancini and Contreras. Um, but uh, let's okay. not go back to ifs, buts, and thens or whatever. But let's go and talk <laughs> about the um, the situation we have in front of us. Uh, Yuli Gurriel is a free agent. And I know this has happened before. And he signed very very, very team-friendly deal. His last contract was, what, $8 million? I think he signed a, what, a two-year deal for $16 million. And he did that because he liked playing with the Houston Astros. His market value, according to SportsTrack, is about $15 million. So the Astros, after, especially after him struggling all regular season, would they really give him his full market value? Or uh, would they ask for another team-friendly discount? Or would he decide to retire? But you saw what the type the type of player he could be in the playoffs. Now, Anthony Rizzo, he decided to sign with the Yankees. Oh, this is the best team that I can go to to win a World Series. But you saw them kind of fall apart in the playoffs. And you might see a mass exodus from uh, the Yankees. Judge may leave. Rizzo's already said he's going to leave. So uh, he declined a $16 million option for um, a player option to stay with the Yankees. So this is something that uh, a lot of people have brought up on Twitter. I've even seen Yankees fans say, well, the Astros can have him. He has a bad back. His defense, his offense is not great. I'm like, uh, man, he won't be great without that short porch. And I'm like thinking, well, he had 32 home runs. I mean, Mark is pretty much similar to Yankee stadium in a way. Yeah. Anthony Rizzo's bat, a power left-handed bat, 32 home runs, 75 RBIs, um, 240, 250 hitter. Sign me up. I'll take it. You know what? Heck, if his back is bad, platoon him with Yuli. Pay Yuli. I'm sorry. Yuli took 8 million. He's not getting 15 million. A year older, he's not getting double what he made last year, especially after the regular season he had. Yes, he did great in the playoffs, and he was phenomenal in the playoffs. And without Yuli's bat, the Astros maybe don't win some of those games. But Yuli Gurriel, over a year's time, unless he has a massive swing back to his AL champion, um, AL you know batting champ title days, which was two seasons ago, Yuli Gurriel kind of pigeonholed himself. I don't see him getting more more than ten million. I would be shocked if he got close to fifteen because you already took eight. You're a year older, and some people joke maybe he's really fifty eight. Just joking, but I I, I really wouldn't. Um, yeah, I know he was two twenty five this year, David. But what I'm saying, he's a two sixty five career hitter, and I think if you put him in this lineup with a lot of protection, I think Anthony Rizzo hits for at least two fifty, and I'll take two fifty. 32 home runs and 75 RBIs over 222 in whatever Yuli hit this year, to be quite honest. Now, I think Yuli can stay on as a reduced role, but one of the things we're not talking about is what if they go in-house? What if they go with Yonder Diaz, David Hensley, Yuli Gurriel? You know, what if they stay with Yuli Gurriel and 
you know, bring back Trey Mancini? What if they stay with Yuli Gurriel and bring in another Cuban in Abreu? I mean, Abreu's 35. You know, he's younger. Um, he's still got some solid years left in him. Um, there are some solid first base options out there. But the problem is how much is Rizzo going to demand? How much are they going to want to pay him? And everybody keeps talking about, you got to re-sign Tucker. Guys, Tucker's here until 2025. We don't, we don't need to rush a contract. You don't put a contract extension this year. I think a contract extension maybe happens the end of next season or 2024. I don't think you do it before then. And um, <laughs> I don't know. He's <laughs> Rizzo, um, Rizzo would be a – I mean, he's a good fallback option. Josh Bell, Eric is another guy that you and I talked about. Um, Josh Bell could be someone that could come in. He's a Texas guy, and he would probably fit in this clubhouse really well. I think Dusty Baker would love to have him in the lineup. And I know the Astros went after him, but the price was too high. Now that he's a free agent, he can command the market. He didn't do great, but he did have some key hits for San Diego in the playoffs. Does someone like Bell come in? And if let's say Yuli retires. If Yuli retires, he becomes your Cuban baseball liaison. He stays with the club. He signs a, 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 a services contract like Bagwell and Biggio did and Clemens and those guys, and he stays with the club. Then you bring in your experienced first baseman and bring up Yanir Diaz. You let, you let David Hensley play some first base. A tall, lanky guy playing first base doesn't hurt me at all. I think honestly, first base, we got a lot of options, and I don't think there's really any bad options if if you're if I'm being honest. Okay, I'm gonna go back to what I said last year. I know it made me look stupid, but with a championship team, you you typically, unless you have to, you don't really resort to a rookie to take the reins opening day. Now, um, you we got about, uh, you Jeremy, Pena. Jeremy Pena. Well, Jeremy Pena was a little bit different Jeremy, type of rookie. In, in, but in your defense, Eric, like when Lindsay and I did that show about his ceiling and his floor, we knew what his ceiling was, right? We didn't know that he would reach it his his rookie year. I mean, what right. he's done, Eric, has never been done before. So what you say is actually still accurate. So don't so don't sell yourself short. That's not a bad opinion to have. But what you have to recognize is they don't have the same height but behind a Diaz. The only way Yanner Diaz is an option is if he's platooning with a guy that is right. older, like Yuli Guriel, who doesn't play as much, or an Abreu, who you probably don't want to play as much at 35. So there's just so many different things right. that can happen. And I think they're all good options, Eric. Yeah. Uh, Rizzo does bat left-handed, so that would add another lefty to your lineup. Um, I know Bell bats um, is a switch hitter, and uh, he's only uh, his market value is $18 million. But all those market values don't really mean anything if you have teams out there bidding for his services. So Rizzo, um, I think, um, is going to be offered a qualifying offer from the Yankees. I know that John Heyman tweeted that out, that uh, he, they may offer it, but I saw other people say that he's not uh, eligible for a qualifying offer. So I don't know that much about Rizzo's history or anything, but, uh, that would kind of put another price tag on Rizzo. So, uh, would he come to Houston? Would he be a KD and uh, leave another team to come chase the rain? Well, if you're going to come with uh, two world series in six seasons, going to ALCS six times out of those six seasons, 
yes, the team to go to would be the Houston Astros. And you would bet that a lot of teams would probably sign with the Astros for maybe a little bit less money just because of their recent history. Now, the question is, does this change the narrative of, of the Houston Astros? Of Are they still considered the cheaters or are they, are they like, okay, well, they earned this one. And would would players want to come on? So we're not going to have time to talk about that on this show. Yeah, but that uh, that is that would be that would be cockamamie. That would be stupid, and that would be awful. But the only well, person Bellinger is never coming to the Astros. Well, yeah, dude, Bellinger can't even play. Bellinger's the shell of. Bellinger's not even a good player anymore. Okay, Bellinger's maybe average at best. And Aaron Judge coming to Houston. Stop with that bullcrap. The guy talked bad about us in 2017. Screw him. He can go wherever he wants. He would not come to Houston. I would not want Aaron Judge in Houston. I, I would, I would, dude. I might, I might leave the show if that happens. That's ridiculous. Now, um, so Kyle Tucker is arbitration eligible, and we need to wrap things up. Um, but his his arb, um, his estimated earnings. I mean, basically, he's up for five point nine million for um, arbitration. So, dude, we're getting Tucker at a bargain price, and they're going to ride that pony as long as they can because they know they're going to have to pay Tucker. So maybe they get something done sooner rather than later. But I wouldn't worry about the Tucker thing. Tucker's not going anywhere. Hunter Brown was named a Pacific Coast uh, League Pitcher of the Year. Duh, he had a great season, and he pitched well with the Astros. And I'm sure you talked about this yesterday, but the AL Cy Young Award, Alex Manoa, uh, Dylan Cease, and Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander should win that award. And um, on the next show, we'll talk about will Justin Verlander come back. That's definitely something that a lot of people's minds, and we'll probably talk about it every show until he makes a decision about what he's going to do. That's all we got for this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Eisman. Uh, you can go and follow me at Eric Talkstros. You can follow Brett at H-Town Wellhouse. And we are the um, Locked on Astros podcast. Make sure you follow us all year round, all off season long. We're going to be uh, talking about all the trades, all the rumors, everything. So uh, just because the World Series is over doesn't mean Locked on Astros is over. So go subscribe to us on YouTube and we'll check you out tomorrow. Go Strokes.